hey everybody. everybody um we just uh so we just uh did an interview with one of our heroes um his name is eric Bacalis and mr mood tapes himself mr mood tapes himself and we're a little giddy schoolboys right now yeah after we're i'm more of like a giddy schoolgirl to be honest with you yeah well you're more in touch with your feminine side I am. than i am you're right but we just we just talked to him and it was it went fantastic spoiler alert great guy yeah <laughs> it went really well um if you have listened to our previous podcast you, you might be familiar with mood tapes mood tapes is the theme song the soundtrack of our lives and we incorporate in our in our podcast from time to time so it may sound familiar but now you're you're getting to hear the person behind it yeah the man himself the man the myth the legend behind mood mr. Tapes. Mood tapes. mr mood tapes it's a it's a great great interview we had a great time and we're just so we're so excited to get to talk to this guy yeah because we've been big fans for a long time and we didn't even think about even contacting him and just kind of randomly happened one night and after a couple of emails and got in touch and he couldn't have been nicer yeah he was the sweetest dude and i love him yeah he's, he's my he's my favorite now that's all I can say about that. Yeah. He's just the best. Well, he's more my favorite, but I Yeah, totally but he, he he likes me more, though. Pretty sure we established that. Um, well, you, you guys will hear that he clearly likes me more at the whole interview. Um, I think it's, one, gonna those, gonna I think it's one of those things where, like, if you, you don't want to make the one person feel bad, so you, like, overcompensate for, for liking them more, I think that was kind of, like, the case with you, you know? Uh, well, I mean, that, that's your opinion, but that's... Clear, clearly wrong. It's a factual. It's, it's his factual opinion. Anyways, guys, um, this is an interview with Eric Bacalis, and we hope you enjoy it. We know we did. We absolutely did. Sit back, relax, and get in the mood. Oh, it's my pleasure. That's All great, right. Eric. Okay, so we are here with uh, this is very special RBSR podcast. Hey, everybody! Not everybody gets to interview. <laughs> one of their heroes but guess what we do and um this is um god i'm so nervous <laughs> i can't believe it I'm so here, nervous. Let, me, let me do it why don't you we're do here it? with the man the legend the myth the king of mood tapes the king mood tapes himself yes mr mood tapes <laughs> mr mood tapes we are here with mr mood tapes uh we're here with eric bicalis everybody bicalis bicalis is it bicalis or bicalis well, I say by Kalis, but then again, my my daughter says Bicalis, oh, and then oh. most of my friends say Bicalis. So I, you know, I'll answer to whatever you call me. Can I call you Eric Bicycles? <laughs> I've been called that too. Oh, yeah, be hard pressed to find something I haven't been called. Yeah, Dang, well, we'll find a way. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll find a way maybe, in the next hour or so. Maybe by curious at some point. Mm. You know, you never know. Hey, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we, we are we so are, great to talk with you guys. It's so great to talk to you, Eric. So I've been listening to mood tapes essentially my whole life, and it's always been a part, um, a part of my. It's basically been the soundtrack to my childhood, and then growing up, and something I've always come back to. 
but I never until recently thought about the person behind mood tapes. To me, it was always just mood tapes. You know, you don't, when you're young, you don't really think about that. No, somebody actually sat down and wrote this and did this and is, is a real person. And now I'm, I'm able to talk to that person, which is you. And maybe we could start kind of at the beginning um, of maybe how you got involved in mood tapes in the first place. Well, that's an interesting story. And let me just preface everything by saying uh, what a pleasure it is to talk to both you, Greg, and Caleb about um, your experiences with mood tapes and the fact that, that, that both you know, that you guys have grown up listening to this. And for me, you know, the musician, I, there's no greater pleasure than actually making a connection with another person via what you do with your music. It is really the highest compliment that I can get. Um, so, you know, it's, you don't have to write me a check. Um, it's really, uh, I'm really, no, I'm very touched that, um, that you guys have, you know, that you're fans and that you, you like this music and, and it's, it's a special thing that, that it's like spans a generation, doesn't it? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And And I think that like is kind of an understatement pretty sure we love it we do love it yeah i introduced i i introduced caleb to it um you know a couple years ago and it's just like just off the bat he's like what is this i'm like it's mood tapes and unironically just absolutely loved it and just like was into it it's always we're constantly humming it or doing it with our mouths constantly throughout the day just and in any situation, washing dishes, you know, taking laundry out of the dryer, it's just happening constantly throughout the house. Oh. It's a gr- it's great music for, oh, that's for so cool. doing really anything. It really, I like to say, it really sets the mood. It accommodates most occasions, yeah. I will say. I haven't found an occasion where it doesn't accommodate. Yeah, it yeah. makes everything better. Making a sandwich, driving to the coast. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so I appreciate that so much. So, how did it come about? How did you know? I, go ahead. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you how um, how the whole thing got started. Um, I had a friend who had a video company, and this was back when I lived in L.A. So, I was writing for television with Mike Post and working on a couple of shows like A Team and Hunter. And um, I was just getting started learning how to write for TV. So um, I had that going on. And then I was also recording with different people as a studio musician. But I got this little offer to write some music for a video that this friend of mine um, had. And he had a great idea uh, called Tranquility. In fact, he started Mood Tapes, but it was a... It was going to be a project, a series of, at that time, video tapes. Uh, and he needed, he needed a composer to write the music. So he hired me to do that. And um, I really didn't have very many tools to work with, I got to say. Um, I had a couple of meager synthesizers and this little computer. I believe it was a, 
I think it was a Commodore 64 or something really ancient. And the way I had to do this music, uh, well, first of all, there was a lot of video. So I had to write a lot of music. So each piece I figured out had to be about five minutes long. And, and it also had to be fairly simplistic, uh, with not very many notes because I was going to have to write the whole thing out by hand because I couldn't, I didn't have the means to, to do what we do today, which is to just play it into the sequencer and boom, it's there. Um, this had to be, this had to be written. So I, I bought some five line sketch paper and went to work sketching out the melody, the bass, the harmonies, and any other counter lines that I wanted to use. And I marked off where I was going to have solos, but it was all going to have to be done electronically on synthesizers because the place that we employed to record it um, for us, well, they normally would record in analog, but we wanted to do this project in digital because digital was brand new then. Yeah. So the only way to really do it effectively or the only way to do it for, you know, less than thousands and thousands of dollars was to use this little box that Sony made. Uh, I think it was called an F1. And this little thing converted. Um, it, it was just a converter. It converted um, analog sounds to digital and it put it, it recorded it to a VHS recorder just any old vhs recorder so it was really a crazy way of of working but it was it was only two tracks it was only stereo so that meant that everything that i wrote had to then be played into a sequencer or something like that we didn't have a sequencer we had a lin 9000 drum machine (laughs) which is (laughs) you probably know about lin Lynn drum machines. There have been many a lawsuit over uh, Lynn drum machines. But and, and I got to say that Roger Lynn, the inventor of that, was a good friend of mine. Played in a band together, strangely enough, oh, wow. and he invented the drum machine. So, yeah, he's an amazing guy. Um, but anyway, we we had to record each of the parts that I want that I had written out on my paper um, to the Lynn nine thousand, and then. We hit the play button, and then that goes. That gets recorded into the VHS recorder through the Sony F1 to convert it to digital. So it was a really crazy way of recording, and it meant I had to be very simplistic. I couldn't do a lot of sophisticated things. I, I think the most sophist- sophisticated thing I could do was a, a pitch bend, um, and that didn't always work. So <laughs> it was really... It was really wild, but I, we put this stuff together, and my friend's studio was really first class, so it, the actual sonic quality is very good. And, uh, of course, the Lynn drum machine, even though it had some some problems, it uh, it's, it's hard to find a better-sounding drum machine. That thing was just great. So that's how we did it, and we wow. just ground out each tune. It was about five minutes for each tune, and... Um, that was, how, and then what they did is they took these tapes that we made and they started going to trade shows with them to try to sell the videos. We were going to make DVDs out of them, and uh, people started requesting the music 
uh, for their car. And then my friend who had mood tapes decided, let's be a record company. We'll just turn mood tapes into a record label and Eric will be our first artist. And so we hired a promotion guy to come aboard and help us with it. And, um, and he came and got us airplay with uh, a series of radio stations called the wave. I don't know if you remember 94, seven, the wave. And that was a big deal. They played, (laughs) they played new agey kind of stuff and they played, um, sort of, you know, like happy jazz kind of stuff. And they just played the heck out of, out of our, you know, my first record, which was Tranquility. Oh, man. And that really got me started. And it. Well, it was the best of all the mood tapes. Bumped it up into the top 10. It also I, I think me... so. I did three other CDs. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. This also makes me kind of wish I could have uh, been around anyway, to hear these that songs was the on the radio. They... Yeah, did these get uh, airplay on the radio? Oh, it that's what he was just saying. Yeah, it, we got just tons of airplay. Well, that's on where the radio. you blew up. It was really wonderful, and that was the first time that I'd ever actually heard my name pronounced correctly on the radio. <laughs> it was really a gas. Oh. So that was that was a fun part of being an artist. And uh, I remember when I joined Neil Sedaka's group and started playing keyboards with him. They were they were really playing a lot of my stuff on the radio and. I know. I I think it always made him uh, give me kind of a sideways glance when uh, when some, one of my tunes would come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so I yeah I, I had no idea that it started as a video series. I do know on YouTube there is I think it has the whole video, the thirty six minutes or so video, and it's a lot of um, a lot of coastal um, kind of scenery, and I and the, which kind of makes sense because the 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 vibe of the mood tapes, uh, tranquility, is a very kind of oceanic, kind of coastal kind of vibe to it. Does that make sense for for what you're trying to come come across in the music? Um, yeah, totally. Because Mike Post um, was teaching me how to look at a picture and score it musically, and that was the whole that was the whole game in trying to write music for TV. Uh-huh. And he, he really, you know, showed me how to do that. Okay. So uh, before that, I had no experience trying to write music to video. That was a new thing for me. So this was, uh, I was just learning through Mike and, and he was actually letting me write music for some of these TV shows. Right. So this was a piece of cake because there was dialogue or anything. It was just write music. Yeah. Whatever you feel goes you, with the picture. You set the mood. <clears throat> That the way I've been explaining it is kind of like it's the yeah Planet I, Earth I, I help set it, but instead of David Attenborough, it's it's <laughs> sexy ass mood tapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what you do is you try to get the mood, capture the mood from what's being shown on the screen, and then you are obliged to write music that supports that. Now, were you able to see the footage while you were kind of composing everything or did you like as you were doing it or did you watch everything and then later 
at a different time kind of put everything together through memory or how it made you feel? No, I, I had to watch the I had to watch the picture very carefully to make sure that I was always locked into the mood um, of what was going on on the screen. So yes, I did watch it on a VHS and some you know a cheap TV and just I just watched it and then I had to time it with a watch and figure out well how much music am I going to need? I mean wow. it was fairly crude in that compared to TV scoring that I would do with post where everything's timed to a tenth of a second. But with this, it was like, well, okay, as long as I have five minutes, I know we're covered here. Yeah, so, and you had to kind of make your own time stamps on your own, pretty much. Yeah, I don't think there even were any time stamps. <laughs> I mean, when I worked doing TV, we, we of course, had a simpty, uh time code window that would give us actual numeric readouts of where every little piece of the footage was. But with the mood tape stuff, it was much more open. Yeah. So there was no symptom or anything. Were there, Eric, were there some tracks on uh, mood well, tapes? Were there some tracks on mood tapes that maybe stand out to you that um, that maybe have some, maybe some story behind it or um, some meaning or something that was going on in your life or just maybe just songs you just really like more than the others or maybe some favorites? Well... Um, on the tranquility, I really, yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed doing all of them because I got so much. It was so I don't know how to put this, but it was really self-indulgent. You know, I I I could indulge whatever I felt like doing and not worry about anything except making sure that it worked and it sounded good. That was the only real requirement. Um, there were a lot of things that I enjoyed doing, like Westward Wind. That was a fun tune. Traveler, I always thought was a fun tune. Traveler, um, Traveler is really great. It, whenever I hear it, I picture like a like a like a walking elephant, just kind of going through the safari and just kind of hanging out and yeah. having, going on an adventure. <laughs> it really does sound like like something's tra- like you're traveling, and for some reason I just picture an elephant. Uh, but that, that's my own thing. Um, I. I- Yeah. I think that uh, that some of this music uh, wound up coming off the way it does because because it was all done on synthesizers because of the way we were recording with that little Sony converter and everything I couldn't use any acoustic instruments that was the the one caveat I couldn't I couldn't use acoustic piano or bring in a guitar player or an oboe or anything like that um, no I mean even drums had to be programmed bass was programmed everything was programmed yeah. because that was the only way I could do it to satisfy the requirements of this way of recording. We wanted so badly to to make a digital recording at that point. If I would have said, you know, no, I really want to use acoustic instruments, then we would have had to record it analog and that would have been a whole different, a whole different vibe. So I'm glad that we did it this way. It was purely electronic and I'd never really been a, an electronic artist before. So it was my venture into 
into what can you put together by yourself yeah with just a bunch of boxes yeah what now this was circa 86 is that correct around i know it came out like yeah this would have been about go ahead <clears throat> yeah it would have been about 86 or so um between 85 and 90 really the whole mood tapes thing happened yeah um the first track, uh, Glider, is there um, maybe something you could say about that one? Well, Glider, that's funny that you bring that one up because actually that is a song that I adapted to this project. It was written, it was the only song that was written before the actual Mood Tapes project came around. Um, I was living in this house on Mulholland Drive with a bunch of my friends who were all musicians pretty much. And we made a little studio in the garage and we, you know, we were all sort of trying to find ways of making a living in Los Angeles as musicians. Um, we built the studio. We had a little TAC four track tape recorder to record with. And I wrote this little tune called Glider. And I'm, I'm not even really sure if it was named at that point or if I named it later. I can't really remember. But <clears throat> I do remember playing it with a bunch of the other guys. And we just kind of just had a little jam session with it. Um, and then I decided, you know, I want to use that tune because it's really, it's the only thing that I've written lately that, that would work right into the mood of this uh, video recording. So that's how that happened. great one you missed my you know my music go ahead my, my music is really I, I like to think of it as as stories that you know because music music is such an abstraction you unless you put lyrics to music there there is no meaning there it's all yeah it's all sonic things that make you come up with elephants or you know <laughs> or you know a, a lake somewhere <laughs> you it it really and when when it makes you think of anything it's kind of doing its job you're giving the listener an abstract language that has no exact meaning yeah totally. there's really you can't describe anything it's just so funny. You know, you can ask six people what a tune makes them think of, and you'll get six different answers. Yeah, yeah it all has to do with, with the person themselves, and and you're right. Everyone's different. Everyone's going to have their own view of things, and it's kind of beautiful in that in its own way because it, it is so subjective. Well, it's like, too, just like the – it's like an open canvas thing of just uh... – music being like the universal language that everybody can speak it but it'll be interpreted differently depending on who it is that that's the that's the really funny part about it it's a universal language that means something different to each person who's listening to it so yeah. well, <laughs> that's, that's the only language that does that i believe yeah that we can all speak together it doesn't matter where you're from we all speak our music yeah i don't care where you come from when you put on westward wind that's right that 
that track, it, you can't not have a good time. That is a fun, jazzy, <laughs> with like the oh. sickest hook. Eric, you have such a great hook in Westward oh Wind. God. If you could maybe talk a little bit about that tune for us, we'd love to hear it. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't even remember what, what the. I mean, I remember the tune, but. Um, Do you want to sing it? And Eric? I also remember or, being pretty. Or Caleb and I could sing it for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the. You know that one, Eric? The old oldie bagooty? Oh, man. Song should yeah. be called Shake Booty Forever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, I think that when I got to California and met Mike Post and everything, I, I was still very much a songwriter starting to make the transition to being a composer. But from my early days as a songwriter, um, writing a good hook was pretty much everything right you really needed to you know i became like yeah i learned about all those things that i never paid anything attention any attention to um before i entered the commercial world of music um a hook the timing of the tune uh the style all these little facets that are so important when you're actually trying to sell music and make it really good um before i mean i'd had my entire experience had been just writing music that I felt like writing. And now I have to, now I, now I was learning to, uh, to really extract different things from it, organize it in certain ways, trim it, get rid of all the fat and all that stuff you need to learn how to do when you're doing commercial music. So writing hooks was something that I became real conscious about. And uh, I think that some of these tunes on the, on the mood tape stuff, even though it was being played on new age stations and that's the category that it seemed to fall into, it was still pretty pop sounding and, um, and hooky in some ways, uh, which I think distinguishes it from, from a lot of the new agey stuff, which is kind of meant to relax you and, and just kind of, you know, get you I, I don't think you really listen to to some new age with the intention of hanging on every note i think you you kind of just want to relax and chill out with it i think that's what sets yours apart because it does fall in line with the new age kind of vibe but also has these kind of really fun catchy kind of courses and hooks to it and it's kind of like its own its own thing so that's really cool that you it wasn't just another you know new age album it kind of was its own thing which makes in my opinion stand out on its own compared to um some of your other peers which i did want to mention um some other uh, kind of music i was that was around at the time some artists like uh ray lynch and david arkenstone i don't if were you familiar with them with their work and um have any uh, input on on their stuff 
Yeah, um, I respect and, and really enjoy both David Arkenstone and Ray Lynch. And of course, Ray Lynch, I think you have to credit him with being um, a real pioneer yeah. in new age music. It, it, it is like the first time I heard him was his record Deep Breakfast or something. Yeah, exactly that with uh, Celeste Soda Pop it? being the big hit. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it was like he discovered the digital delay, and oh, yeah. it was, it became an, yeah, I remember, I mean, it became an inherent part of, of his writing, um, using that electronic, um, that electronic treatment, and I, I was transfixed the first time I heard that, and I thought, that's really cool, and then David Arkenstone, he's really cool too, but in a different sense, because he's, uh, well, he's a lot of things, and he he can get really orchestral. Yes, um, he's got a real incredible sense of melody. I think. Yeah, his is more like you said, orchestral, um, more kind of uh, brought like big themed, kind of a lot of umph in like kind of power to his his kind of uh, his sounds there. And um, I liked his uh, Valley in the Clouds album um, the most. I think that's the only one I really listened to, though. Yeah. Uh huh. But that was around that same time. Um, um, there's really, well, there were a bunch of people that I really admired that were out at the same time, um, and I, and some of those guys are still around doing it. David being one. Mm-hmm. So the mood tapes. Now, let's let's go back there. Um, it was originally going to be a bunch of basically um, videos that you guys were going to, that musicians were hired on to make the soundtracks for. After you did Tranquility, I, you worked with uh, Ron Roy on another Mood Tapes um, album called Energy. Um, I believe, and that came out after Tranquility, if I'm correct. That's right. That Energy was the follow-up to Tranquility, and it was to be a CD where it was much more up-tempo, much more driving, much more energetic. And I think we, we were really thinking artistically. We were thinking just we, we just wanted to make good music and we wanted to make good video. And you succeeded. Um, the thing that I think – oh, thank you. Um, I think where, where it didn't really work out so well for us on, on energy – was the fact that I had somehow dropped into this new age category with my music and they weren't going to play stuff that was high energy, like like uh, energy. It just it wasn't really what they were doing. all the stations that we had made inroads with for tranquility they weren't really hopping on the bandwagon there for uh, energy so you know we did a couple of other cds after that and i still get residuals for 
a couple of tunes off of Ocean Reflections. Um, it still gets some radio play here and there. I think it's called Blue Paradise mm. is the name of the song. But mm. by and large, energy was a little bit too square of a peg for a round hole, I guess. Yeah, it is kind of the outlier, because if you look at the other Mood Tape series, a lot of them are the more new age, relax. You know, they'll have like coastal or even like some like Christmas or autumn themes kind of stuff. And then there's energy, which is like, whoa, you know, just blasting. Pump blast, up the jam. Pump up the jam. You know, it doesn't. it's kind of the one of these things is not like the other. So that kind of makes sense why that one didn't, didn't fit in the, you know, fit in. Although it was, it was still very good. Yeah, it was a it was a concept album. You know, it was a concept album, and I I like doing concept records. I think it's it's a wonderful way of organizing twelve or fourteen songs, is to come up with an overlying concept and and uh, everything fits within that. I think that that's a great listening experience and a well thought out uh, work of art. Eric, uh, it's just that. You yeah, know, new edge stations were. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they were they they weren't into that kind of yep. energy. I totally get it, Eric. Now you mentioned uh, there was a when we we started emailing. You mentioned there was kind of a kind of a bad ending to to your mood tapes uh, run, and I don't want to be a downer, but like I would love to hear about it. Like how how w w so what happened after at that point? <laughs> what did they do to well, you? What did they do to I you, think Eric? That there were. Who hurt you? What did they do to me? Well, that... <laughs> I'm about to it. jump somebody um, right now. There were some there were some differences. Well, here's a good place to start this as, as long as we're going to tell the the story of woe here. Um, <laughs> let's start with when tranquility was hot. It was on the charts. We had succeeded beyond our wildest dreams. I mean, you know how hard it is to get a song even recorded and out on a record, even when the music business was really healthy and thriving back then, uh, it was a real trick to do that. So when we came along, not even trying to make a record, we were just making a recording for a, a video and it turned into a record. Then radio started picking it up and it was like all of a sudden, okay, we're a record company now. And Eric is our artist, not just a composer, but he's, he's our artist. Um, and we hired a guy to help with promotions, like I was saying, and and he just blew it out of the park. And there were all kinds of distributing companies, that's what we had back then with CDs and records, that wanted big orders, that they were they wanted some you know, like a thousand orders for uh, or a thousand units of, of tranquility for um, licorice pizza records or another one for some mom and pop record store, 500 for tower records, Hollywood, and another thousand for wow. Virgin records. And all these different places were ordering our CDs and we didn't, the company didn't have the money to, to manufacture all this product that was being ordered. And of course, anybody with a brilliant business mind and particularly people who know the, the record business would have gone out and borrowed the money because like we're, we just got the brass ring here. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we've got a tranquility was, I believe, just about to enter the top 10 
on radio and records uh, new age chart. So that was a huge honor. And at that point, our guy decided to pull the plug on the whole thing. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to be a record company anymore because they, I have to spend all this money making product and we don't know for sure if it's going to sell or if it's going to get returned, which is true. Um, they can return product and, and then you have to eat it. So it's like, I understand that he was, you know, that he was afraid of, of putting it out there, but my God, we were, we still had momentum. We had a bullet. We were going into the top 10. What a time to pull a plug. Yeah. Seriously. So that's what happened to mood tapes. That's what happened to mood tapes. And then they decided to scale it way back. And then they, they had another guy that they wanted to bring on board as an artist. I don't know why. I think they just wanted to make a Christmas record or something. And, and it, they fooled around with that and it, it didn't, you know, it didn't amount to a, a whole lot. I think the, the big thing was our first initial thrust, you know, where we just hit the bullseye and then, are you okay? <laughs> I threw it all away. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it was okay. It was a long time ago. I mean, one thing you have to know about me is that I am, uh, I'm just a working musician and I, um, that was my little five minutes as an artist and I really enjoyed it, but Hey, I was still doing the TV and still doing recordings and still playing, you know, going on the road with different artists. And I had plenty of stuff going on and I just, you know, this kind of pooped out and I was not happy about the way it did. I thought, you know, we muffed a, a, an incredible opportunity, but here I am all these years later and I've gotten myself right back into it now. Only this time I'm doing it as a solo piano artist because yeah. piano's always been my instrument and I'm, I'm not afraid of a piano and, and I feel perfectly at home with one and it, it doesn't need to be electronic. It can be acoustic. That's fine. Yeah. We, we were listening to follow your heart uh, recently and your just all your compositions on piano are so amazing. It's cool oh, to hear that because coming from listening to Tranquility with all the synths and stuff like that, and then hearing you uh, transition over to an actual piano was a really bitchin' experience because it was, yeah, it was just a cool jump to a different sound and a different vibe. Well, thank, thank you. I, you know, uh, these tunes on Follow Your Heart are really just piano songs that I've written for no reason at all. Some of them were, were written a long time before I ever thought about the record, um, like Song for My Father and uh, a couple of the other tunes. So it's kind of a, a mashup of a lot of, a lot of tunes, that some of which were written brand new, and some of, like, for instance, Follow Your Heart.
That song was written,、uh, ironically, for a movie, and the movie never got greenlighted. <laughs> Can you imagine?、Um, most just your luck, Eric. <laughs> just your luck. <laughs> oh, everybody's got you know hundreds of stories about these things. <laughs> you know, it's like most of the projects you do、um, wind up. You know, in a dead end somewhere, but、um, you still do them as best you can, and you you give them everything you got. So this project, which I'm sorry never got green lighted,、um, the guy who was writing、That's、it、okay. said, "Hey, I need <laughs> I need you to write me something beautiful and majestic for when the movie opens, and it's going to be a a gorgeous panoramic scene of the Chesapeake Bay, and it's going to be all this stuff." So I took the information verbally and. And I just sat down and wrote this piece, and man, I I liked it, and everybody I played it for liked it, and it was really a neat piece of music. But but then the project fell apart, and I was stuck with this piece of music. So it's a great album. We're time for dinner.、Uh, I can you hear that? <laughs> so I I have this like small grandfather clock on the wall, and it's. We didn't really think about it, but it plays throughout all of our podcasts, and now it's just part of the podcast. I think it adds a nice little bit of charm <laughs> to every episode. Yeah, when it happens randomly. We, we think it's charming, Eric. But also, yeah, I think. It's hey, you know,、um, do you guys play music on your podcast ever, or is it just、uh, is it just always interviews? We do a little bit of everything. Actually, Eric, and we actually we don't do a lot of interviews. You're really our—I mean, we call our friends sometimes, and we did have an interview with my my grandma, which was a lot of fun. But you're the first big get, yeah, and our first proper interview with, 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 <laughs> with someone we with, never with met. someone we've never met, yeah, which is which is great. I was—I think it's going swimmingly, guys. I'm, I'm having a great time,、it. Eric. I don't know about you, but we're having a blast. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Thank you. I appreciate、uh, getting to talk to you both, and and I'm flattered that that my music that you've heard my music and that you enjoy it. And like I said, this is what it's all about. You it, know, making a connection. Oh, Eric!、Yeah. Everybody who knows us has heard mutates. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> everybody. Okay. We we're your biggest promoters. Whether they want to hear it or not, yeah, they're even, gonna friggin' yeah, hear they're、it. gonna hear it. <laughs> well, can I ask you guys a question? Please, of course. Well, okay, maybe you can give me some advice. After all these years of having gone on and done other things、uh, after the Mood Tapes experience,、uh, I, I still get occasional letters from people, or you know, people will seek me out on the internet, which is a great way of of doing that now.、Um, the people who were fans of that music, and I've often thought about maybe re-recording,、um, maybe the best of. The best of, you know, like a few tunes, the favorite tunes of each of the four CDs, and putting them all on one CD. Of course, I don't even know if that's relevant anymore of CDs. It, I mean, no, it kind of is.、Uh, but I could do it a number of different ways. I mean, I can. I probably would not do it with the just the electronic constraints. I would probably use an actual group of musicians yeah, and go in and record, re-record them, and.、Um, Change the arrangements, make them, you know, 2018 for whatever that's worth.、Oh、Eric, do you think that's a viable idea? Eric, don't tease us.、Uh, this is you're, you're, while you were explaining all this thing, we just both looked at each other wide-eyed, like, "Oh my God, please do it! Please do that! Please、Eric. do it!" 
Because that would be incredible. I think it'd be great. I think it'd well, be I'm thinking about it. a new, yeah, kind of like a new. I mean, I I do want to say that. Okay, so the original mood tapes, and I think it's because you didn't use a lot of that kind of eighty synths kind of drums that kind of dates a lot of that music. Then you didn't use a lot of that, and I think it makes the music actually age very well. Um, kind of keeping it simple wow. and very very you know uh, open, where you don't have these outdated kind of drum synths or whatever. Um, so it still holds up. But yeah. having said that, Eric, new mood tapes part, you know, take two would be amazing. Yeah, like fully live and like full band would be incredible. And if you need a drummer, hey, you just let me know. Yeah, if you want some help, <laughs> Caleb Caleb is a professional drummer and he could you definitely let me know. I'll be on my way right now. We'll fly over tonight. Well, uh, I'm I'm really glad to know your your opinion about that because it's something I've been thinking about doing for a long time yeah. and it's it's been on the back burner. I've never really gotten around to doing it, but no. I thought about it. I think you Eric, I think you have to do it. I don't even think it's a choice. <laughs> I'm not even being funny. I think you have to do it. It's not I mean, you just do it. Yeah. Uh do, <laughs> I just like the the kind of threat like you have no, no you choice, have to Eric. do it you now. You have to do it now. <laughs> now do you own the rights well, to you. now you did do you have the the writing right i mean you wrote the music you own the rights so you could do what you want with it with with some of the tranquility tracks is that would that be fair to say um yeah it is fair to say i can pretty much do what i want to do with with the music um of course i would do it differently anyway but what i what i don't own is the actual phono they call it the phonograph recording uh, which is the actual CD? Um, like the also like the master the, tape or the master re- copy? Uh, um, no, I I don't know. I'd have to ask a lawyer about the actual master tapes. Um, but I can tell you that Mood Tapes is a registered trademark that belongs to Ron, right? And uh, and so are those recordings. So if I found a cache of those tranquility cds and i started selling them online i would have to call ron and say hey uh how are we going to split this because he owns the name what if you just called it um moodier tapes yeah even more moodier tapes even more (laughs) maybe even more mood tapes you could get the moodiest tapes we could be your lawyers we'll find ways around it (laughs) or just do your marketing we'll name all that stuff i don't see any trouble I don't see any trouble coming up. No, uh-uh. no, not but, at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that as long as I leave mood tapes out of it uh, and don't make a reference to it, then I don't think uh, there's any liability that oh. I have to worry about. Maybe yeah. you could call it a R- because the music, music. What about a RBSR tape? <laughs> I mean, you yeah, can I have, could do that. you can have that. I that is, that. I'm just Eric. You don't no. even have to pay us for it. You yeah. can just have it. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be. Uh, we'll pay you to. We'll do pay it. you to yeah, do we'll it. We'll actually pay you to do it. Yeah, <laughs> we could start our own soundtrack, <laughs> or you could just call it food uh, tapes. I love, oh. love that idea. Hey, yeah, Eric. What about like a, a food themed uh, album called Food Tapes? Yeah, just all food tapes. Can you get away with that? There's a food's very popular nowadays. Yeah, I heard of food. Do you like food? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I could get away with it or not. No, but, you're right. Sorry, we're just we're just playing I, around. It, I can see that you guys like living dangerously. Oh, absolutely. On, right on the edge of food and mood. That's where we are. Um, <laughs> We're actually recording on the very edge of our ceiling of our two-story house. Have you have you recorded on a podcast? Have you been on a podcast before, Eric? 
Uh, no, this is actually my very first podcast. Wow. So I hope you hear that. I'm honored to be your, your first guy. Well, yeah, that's right. This, r- is, this well, is wonderful. I hope you don't. I mean, hope you're going to get a huge bump. Okay, oh, you're yeah. going. We have a lot of people are going to be buying. You know, buying up your mood tapes after this one. Oh my god! So I hope you get residuals. <laughs> well, I, I you're right. Yeah, I hope you're right. And um, and I would love. What do your podcasts just remain available for download? Is oh, that absolutely, how that works? Well, Eric. I'm going to send you a link and all the. I'm going to send you all the information so you could find it and promote it. And listen to it, whatever you want, when it comes out. This one's going to come out in, uh, I think, two weeks. So we'll we'll send you all the information you'll need for it when it when it's available. But yeah, all of our podcasts are available, free download, whatever whatever you want. They're all online and they're all ready to go. That's terrific. Well, I'm excited about that, and I I want to hear it. Um, it. There's just always new stuff going on all the time, and I I just finished putting a new studio together at my little place here and it's it's really modern and digital and and there's a there's not very much to it most everything's in the box and it's just um it's going to be very high quality and i'm going to start recording a new record um right away i've already got enough material for at least two cds and if you Whoa. count the old mood tape stuff i'd have enough for three or four cds yes. I, I don't there's no shortage of material it's really finding the time to actually do the heavy lifting you know putting everything all together and making things work so um that's my next my next thing that i'm going to do is get another record ready to go very cool that's exciting this will be the follow-up to follow your heart right that's right yeah that's is it right. gonna is it gonna be the same kind of thing where it's just you on piano or are you gonna try to incorporate more live elements to it like maybe have people come in or if you play other instruments yourself, is it going to be more like that? Or is it just going to be piano by itself again? And do you play other instruments other yes. than keys? Also that. I, I do. I, I play uh, flute as my second instrument. So I have <laughs> flute, badass. alto flute, and bass flute that I can play. And uh, I love playing those instruments. Um, in fact, there's a CD on my website um, that's an, a guided meditation that I did with a therapist out in California where she talks through an entire meditation to relax you. And I supply the, the music for it as it's going on. And I did that with, I pulled out all the stops for that. I'm playing synths and flutes and keyboards and everything. And wow. that's that guided meditation is a really interesting thing. It lasts about 20 minutes. Um, and it's this next record to answer your question is going to be a combination of a couple of couple of solo piano pieces and and then some things where I'm going to layer in some other instruments, um, maybe some pad sounds and some strings or something, whatever fits the mood. Yeah, very cool. Get Eric, it, really, really quickly, I do have to ask you something. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's 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 okay. I just I'm, I've been curious for a while. On your website, the header is a picture of you that looks like you're sitting or leaning against a stool, but the stool's not there. Yeah, it's taken me years of practice, patience, self denial to be able to to be able to hold myself up like that with one foot. Eric, you're a magician. But through the magic of 
<laughs> I think it's called Photoshop. Yeah. Oh. No, we love it. I just, lo- yeah, I just loved it. I, I always notice like that they just have removed the stool, or he's just a master at balancing himself. Like he has that. very strong core strength, <laughs> very strong legs. Eric Michaela is very strong. That's good to know. <clears throat> well, let me let me just let me just say this. Aside from the very very nice piece about me that that my friend Baxter Robertson uh, wrote, for, which was the caption of that of that photo, um, I'm gonna I need to do a makeover of that site in the worst way. I wanna <laughs> I really want to change it completely. One could one so could argue gonna, that it's a little dated. No, I'm gonna disagree. I love one it. One could make that argument, but I we love it. But we just we like stuff like that. So maybe we're not the best to ask. But yeah, you got you could probably use a maybe an update. Yeah, it's gonna get more than an update. It's gonna <laughs> I'm gonna change around everything. I don't want it to be such a vanity site because that seems to be what most of these websites really are. They're you know I did this and then I did that and yeah, then I did yeah. this and I don't I really want to come up with a little bit more of an entertaining way of presenting myself rather than you know the old resume yeah that's awesome Caleb, did you have so that yeah that's oh i have so many things to add to be honest with you okay go ahead um i was gonna ask you uh, kind of going back to uh mood tapes i don't want to beat that to death but uh, i do uh, well i'm not gonna lie i totally do <laughs> But I just wanted to know, uh, so you did everything on that with the programming of the drums, with all the synth stuff, just everything on that is just you by yourself? Um, pretty much about, probably about 99% of it, but my friend who, who engineered and recorded this for me at his studio, Ray Calcord, uh, who's a dear friend of mine who has unfortunately passed away, but he... Mm. He actually got out and played a couple of synth solos in spots, and I can't remember whether he did that on Tranquility or whether he did it on some of the other ones. But he is credited on the back of the of, of all the CDs that he that he did because he's a good keyboard player, and uh, yeah. so he he wanted to get a couple of licks in. So I had him do that. But yeah, everything else is just me. Uh, reading what I had written on the conductor score and putting it all together like that and then adding a few little things that I didn't have time to write. Yeah, okay. Well, the reason that I ask is that um, I, I make music as well, and it's all on my own by myself, and I've always just really admired people who can kind of have that forward vision of being like, okay, well, this is going to have to sound like this because what I'm playing now is what it is. And then everything that needs to be added, you know, it's all kind of calculated together. Um, there's a composer, and I don't know how if you're a nerd at all, but there's a video game series called Final Fantasy, and one of the guys who composes the music for it, his name is Nobu Yamatsu. He does everything kind of similarly to how you did it on Tranquility, where it was just a couple of keyboards, and everything had to try to kind of be as simple as possible. But it's also just incredible compositions. They're so epic and amazing but it was done very simply yes um the simple thing is it's hard to do because (laughs) it really is the first it is such a temptation to want to throw this on and well let's do this over here and oh i got an idea let's do this (laughs) it's 
the ideas just go and it's hard to know when to stop. Um, I think one of the reasons that tranquility was so simplistic was because we didn't, we really didn't have the means to overproduce it. Yeah. Take us to your barn. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's crazy that you say too that tranquility was uh, simplistic because I understand what you mean, but honestly, there's so much to those songs that simplistic isn't really kind of a word to explain it or describe it because there is so many cool leads and so many great melodies well one of the things I learned from Mike Post when he was showing me how to score television was to keep it fairly simple to like just maybe three or four elements at the most that are really going on and then you can fill in if you need to around those things but try not to get not to make it too complicated because it just it's just it's not the style that certainly that he was going for in his TV music which was basically rock and roll yeah uh, and then when I when I looked at this mood tapes footage I thought well the, here's a good case in point I should keep this really simple with very few notes so a lot of long tones and I don't want to write you know a whole, it doesn't it doesn't it shouldn't sound like a swashbuckling scene from an old <laughs> tall ship. Absolutely. So I, you know, it, to be appropriate, it, it just really fell into that simplicity kind of naturally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like the whole uh, purpose was to make it more just ambiance. It was just supposed to fill the scene and the beauty and kind of take you to that spot in those places. And you did an incredible job of doing that. Well, thank you so much, and I'm really, really happy and knocked out that you guys like it like you do. And um, man, if there's other people that that really that like it too, and you know, maybe it's not such a harebrained idea to re-record some of these. Totally, things. yeah. Re-recording that would be insane. That you, would be so cool you have to hear to, that, Eric. You had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you too. Um, are are uh, uh, like old school or older bands as when you were growing up uh, if you can name a few that were really inspirational for you and also if there are any current bands that you listen to that you're really into um, well I think if I were gee if I were going to name the some top bands that I listen to now I mean Snarky Puppy would have to be yeah. tops on the list I mean, they're unbelievable but before that I was a real diehard uh, Steely Dan fan and still am and and I still play their music all the time when I go play clubs um, I, I play with a bunch of different Nashville bands and uh, we, we we still play that music um, what's the when I was oh, bad well when I was back in the in California in the 70s and 80s it it was absolutely crazy with creative musicians and writers. It was, it was a magical time. I, that's all I can say. I know that sounds corny, but uh, no, not it's not the same for me now. Um, it was, you know, it was records were selling like hotcakes and people were listening to the radio and they were buying the music that they liked. And, and that was paying for the whole machine to, to work. And, um, and the record companies were trying to be as picky as possible and just take the creme de la creme. 
um, so that you got everything screened um, in direct, you know, sort of contrast to what you have with YouTube, where you know that you find everything up there, yeah. anything and everything. Everything's so wildly. It's harder to wade through. Yeah, everything is, and there's something good about that and something not so good yeah. and this is what i'm finding out about technology technology is just that's the way i would describe all technology is there's something good and something not so good yeah, and yeah. sometimes the not so good thing is the people aspect of it where we do things that that sometimes convolute the intentions of the technology in the first place right right we it's use it in other words use it for things that are it was not intended um you know people you know, it's really funny, but it, the technology, I've always been big into technology and it's just been so unbelievable. The, the revolution that's taken place in my lifetime, but people do have kind of a responsibility to use technology for good and for not for phoniness and not for just, you know, we're doing this because we can do it. I mean, it, it doesn't take the place of having a conscience. So if you are really going to have a career in music and you're a singer, it's not fair for you to use auto-tune on every single thing you do in the studio yes. and then expect to go do live tunes and sound great. It doesn't work like that. Right. <clears throat> but nevertheless, those, those, those are tools that we have to use, and we all use them. We all use them. Yes. They're, they're a beautiful thing. They're an innovation. They're just not to be abused, I think. Right. People definitely abuse technology now with their music. And you could just say it. Music sucks now. That's why you need to bring <laughs> mood tapes back. Okay? That's the number one reason why. I mean, everything's auto-tuned, and it's not its not really creative people doing it anymore. Anybody could do what they're doing. My The one thing I hate the most is when people drown their vocals in reverb. And then when you see them live, it's just, oh, uh, yes. Lord. Yeah. Oof. Well, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of having done that too. When digital <laughs> reverbs came out, boy, we were using them. <laughs> it was it I was hot at the time. Guilty of it, but I think when people consistently do that, because I slam reverb, I want to sound like I'm in a cave all the time. I love reverb. You know, what's really funny is that no matter what age um, I, the people are that I talk to about music, they all sort of seem to agree that the music that was going on back before the technical revolution where you know where people just had to kind of record the way they actually played yeah. into a you know into a tape recorder with hardly any tracks and sometimes you, you can hear mistakes in some of those old records you can hear certainly you can hear time problems and yeah. tuning problems and stuff but why is it that we like that music so much if it i, I, think I mean it's because... do those things it's I, I think pure. it's because of those flaws that that's what makes it natural. That's what makes it like, yeah, you said it's pure. more pure. It's a real thing when you, as opposed to music, it, just sounds like it's in this like computer um, algorithm yeah, and just kind so, of poops it out it's, and it's perfect. It's crisp. There's nothing wrong with it. I was like that, that makes it something, there is something wrong with nothing being wrong with it. Well, it's cause it's like robotic and it, the humanity of it is kind of slowly being sucked out yeah. of it and it just doesn't seem genuine. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly the point that I have to make with uh, the students that I have at the university um, when they're studying how to make mock-ups of orchestrations and when they're recording things um, at home on their recorders, that they have to make an effort to 
to keep it real. They have to um, really turn in a good performance. And you use the technology um, not to, to blanket quantize or tune everything, but to be picky about it. But you first you have to play with kind of a good feel, and then you have to, you know, if you want to correct a mistake here or there, that's fine. But um, to make it sound like it was a disco track because everything is absolutely perfect is yeah. I don't I don't think that really flies uh, that much. But ah, you know, that's that's one of those things. Yeah. Back, well, think... back in the old days, we didn't have the ability. Yeah, I, th- I think a part of too of why that that kind of sucks with modern music nowadays is that things kind of come and go. They're just programmed to be in a moment, and people don't remember songs as much as they do, or as they used to anyway. Like a song will kind of be pumped out, and then it's forgotten shortly after, only because it's so robotic. I feel like it's That's so plain; right. it'll be forgotten so quickly. There's no soul in it. And you can you'll remember some well, of the soul intention. Yeah, things tend to be a lot more disposable these days, yeah. and they're designed almost with that in mind, you know, planned yeah. obsolescence. But um, I I think that in the end, you know, people are gonna realize that we have the ability to make music that's absolutely perfect. That who cares? Yeah, you know, let let's make it really really good let's well, just make the it fun really in it good being perfect. Yeah. Um, well you do it because you can you know you do it because yeah. you can it's like um, it's like the old joke you know that the engineer says to the musician the Pro Tools engineer uh, gets on the talk back after they get finished doing a take and he goes that was horrible guys come on in <laughs> you know, because he's, he's, he's going to fix everything for him he's going to move it and fix it yeah <clears throat> that's the way it goes you know that you can you can play a a fairly lame rendition of something and you can still work wonders with it if you're a good pro tools engineer yeah so eric i know you have um about 15 20 minutes left so we want to make sure not to to take too much more of your time so i just want a few more th- a few couple things i want to touch on one uh happy belated birthday oh yeah happy belated I know. Oh, thank you. I know you had one. Did you? Did you have a good time? Did you go out? Take take your take your. I had a great time. Yeah. My wife Kai and I went out to a a beautiful little restaurant in uh, in Nashville, and we had a great dinner. We had a really nice evening, and yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And also, I know we're talking about technology. we've been using technology to play your music on basically most of our podcasts. And I like to retroactively ask you for permission. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if we could actually use your music on our podcast, even though we already have. Uh, I, Eric by Kalis here do agree. Yes. Yes. Uh, let Greg and Caleb play my music for nothing. Oh, that's so great. You hear that suckers? The rest you have to pay for it. Yeah. So you've got you've got it now. We got full reign of your catalog, <laughs> Eric. So we're going to mess we're going to we're going to be messing around with it. Yeah, so expect to hear some remixes pretty soon. I'm going to do some remixes. No, seriously, just just have your attorney call mine. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Go. Sounds good. <laughs> um yeah, uh next question, uh do you want to be best friends? Oh. Do I what was that laugh? Do you want to do you want to be best friends with us? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, right. I, I kind of feel like it already happened, man. I know. I, think I just that went without saying. I didn't need to say it, but I just wanted to get it on <laughs> on record. Okay, good to know. And also, so we <laughs> we'd like so we have our own theme song. And Eric, I, what would make we already you already made our lives by doing this interview. But something that we would just die for is maybe having, maybe working on a, a intro track for the podcast with you, and that's something. If that's something you'd be interested in, um, please uh, let us know if that's something maybe we could work out. Uh, I, I would be so happy and proud to uh, to work on that with you guys. Oh, guys, that would be really wonderful. So we, consider it done. Yes. Awesome. Oh my awesome. god! Yeah, we, if there's anything that you have just like backlogged that you would like to contribute, um, he, he and I both play music, so it'd be cool to just take what you have and add things to it, and just kind of collaborate back and forth. And, or vice versa, we yeah, could or, or, yeah. we could we we could send you some stuff, and you could layer it with anything you want. You know, just I, that's something we could talk about in the future. But man, that would be so fun. That would man. be very bitching. I think that would be exciting. I'd love to do it, and with the new studio, it'll be uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. So, yeah, excellent. And we'll keep it simple. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm. I'm love the spirit. We'll, I'm into that. We'll find the right mood tapes for. Well, us. I'm, I'm knocked out with you guys. <laughs> I hope we can stay in touch and uh, keep tabs on each other. And I want to let you know about the new things that are coming out and uh, get your opinion on them. And you know what? Let find out what where you think I went wrong or what. Oh or my god! We would love to keep tabs. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we'll definitely uh, uh, keep in contact. I have your number now. I'll text you, you know, late at night, just seeing what you're doing. Yeah, and really early you, in the morning. Yeah, early. Just maybe a little intoxicated. Just give you a shot. Maybe. There. Yeah. Just. <laughs> no, but we. we okay. But no, we we would love to stay in contact in it Absolutely. about your future endeavors. Where can people? Um, where would you prefer people to find your music, Eric? Well, the best place is my own website. That's really. That's really the best place to do it, and you can download it from there, or you can you can buy a physical CD, and I'll send it to them personally. Excellent. Do you um, do you sign it? Do you give a little little autograph on there? All all it requires is just for them to let me know that they'd like that, and I'll be happy to do it. <laughs> that's awesome. That is the website where you're magically leaning on, where you're displaying your, your displaying superior your balance superior skills. balance skills. I would call it more balancing. Yeah. But <laughs> great. So we'll in, in the name of your the name of your website, Eric. Go ahead and give that out. Uh, the name of the website, um, strangely enough, is www.ericbykalis.com. I was not expecting that. And oh, interesting. That, I wonder why you went with that way. Yeah, it, it's it's a little confusing, but okay. I, well, I never, I never got any static from anybody else about that name. So <laughs> it's a great name. I'm into it. See, I was expecting it would be www.lordofthesense.com. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm available on Facebook as well. Excellent. Um, you know, www.facebook.com/slash e by Kalis, I believe. Oh, okay. Switch. Yeah, and I'm on. SoundCloud, and I've got all those things going, so um, they shouldn't have any trouble finding it. Well, well they're definitely not. We're going to pump it all over the place. It's going to be all over the place. Now, we're also on on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, but yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you, when the 
podcast is out, we'll send you a link, and we'll just be best Beautiful. friends, and we'll just be best friends forever. Um, I, going I also want to send you uh, a link to my solo music as well, and uh, you can tear it apart. Oh, good. Just let me know how you feel about it. I would love to hear your feedback. Well, I'd be happy. I'd be happy to listen to it and, and give you my two cents for what that's worth. It's worth so much. That at least be, that would be incredible. At least five cents. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are both great. I really appreciate. Okay, uh, Eric. Thank you so. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I appreciate very much uh, getting to do your podcast with you, and it it was a beautiful thing. I you know I hope we can stay in touch and keep tabs on each other. Absolutely. Absolutely, Eric. Yeah. Um, Thank you again so much for giving us some of your time. And um, and uh, keep the mood yeah, going. Yeah, keep those moods going. Keep the moods going. And um, <laughs> and this and this will be it. And we're going to be playing some of your music throughout this podcast. We're going to add it later. Give a little nice touch there. But, yeah, thanks again, man. Uh, we love you. We love the music. And keep it up. And we'll talk to you soon. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, Eric. Thank you. Looking Have a great. Looking forward to hearing from you guys again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great day and a good uh, piano lesson. Thanks, both of you. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Eric. Bye, Caleb. Bye, Greg. <laughs> oh, I said your name first. God damn it. You know what that means. Okay. Hang it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay, Eric. Are we okay? Do you have to edit that out? No, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to leave all of this in. We're this leave. is all good. Yeah, now, we're de- <laughs> now we have to leave this in. But you know it does mean he likes me more because he said my name first. <laughs> all right, sir. Well, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, and I, I can't wait to hear it. Oh, and Eric, if you could sign off, you could say, I'm Eric Bacalis, and you're listening to Mood Tapes on RBSR. On RBSR. Is it RBSR? Yes, it is. Yeah. Even I can't say it. Hi, I'm Eric Vicalis, and you're listening to Mood Tapes on RBSR. Mm-hmm.